0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Very warm welcome to you uh, on this, this wet evening in Ireland. Father Brendan Kilcoyne with the Brendan Option, courtesy of Immaculata Productions. Uh, please, give a thought to subscribing to a few, even a few, a few quid, a few bucks on, on, on Patreon, PayPal... Something I haven't thought of pointing out to you before is we're completely crowdfunded. so I, I mean, while we've you know fantastic people have given us presents of some fantastic bits of equipment and stuff like that, at the same time, in terms of ongoing in terms of ongoing expenses. We rely on you and on your charity. And literally it's that. I mean, you chuck us a few quid. You know, chuck us a, a few bob. Chuck us the price of a cup of tea, okay? The price of, uh, I don't know, tomorrow's breakfast. I'm going to dive back into the dark, Lethian waters of the Irish psyche. Holy mother. Preserve me. Try to remember me as I was. I think it was the Irish writer Miles Nagopolin, Miles of the Little Horse, an absolutely, f- a little fiend, a poison dwarf of a gifted satirical writer uh, from the 40s, 50s. Uh, Brian O'Nolan, also known as Flann O'Brien, he, for pastime, would go down and sit on a park bench overlooking um, the local mental hospital and watch the inmates cavorting around the poor devils, uh, around the garden and die laughing. That was the darkness that was in his imagination. John Waters lately in an interview, made it, he, he just used a fantastic metaphor. I thought it was an absolutely brilliant metaphor where he said that his, his house opened onto a street like any street in any small town. Indeed, an, an urban street. Could have been in a bigger town or a city. But the back of the town had never been really properly developed with the extent that you open the back door out onto a wilderness that reached down to the river nearby. And it's this wonderful image of the, on the one hand, the disciplined urban facade and behind the wildness, which says a lot, I think, for for the Irish, I don't know, the Irish psyche, if we want to be grand about it. Didn't Samuel Beckett, is is it in the novel Murphy? I can't remember. He has an advertisement for lectures to be given by the learned uh, guru, Dr. Suck, famous throughout the civilized world and the Irish Free State. Only an Irishman can put the knife in like that. As O'Casey, I think, called her, the the sow that eats its own farrow. As I've said before, it was always a tough spot. But it was Catholic. Now it's just a tough spot. I remember an uncle of mine when I was a teenager. I had an awful problem with ingrowing toenails. I was a big lad and I had big feet. I didn't grow on toenails. Ingrowing toenails are cruel. They're the kind of thing that don't sound g- glamorous or interesting, uh, so people would discount them as an experience, but in fact, they are continual pain a horrible thing. But I remember he gave me advice on how to deal with the ingrowing toenail. He said, you have to weaken the middle of the nail. So he said, you take a penknife and you scrape the middle of the nail. And he said, you just keep scraping. And I said, when do you stop? He said, you keep going until the blood runs. You need to say it in an Irish accent Until the blood runs That expresses something in the Irish mentality We have a peasant terror of being taken for a ride Of being fooled, of being cheated We still have the remains of our peasant shrewdness Because peasants have no margin, no margin They cannot afford to be cheated at the fair we do not trust things. We do not trust people until we can try to break them, smash them, until we get them to ring true, until we know they don't break, they don't crack, they don't smash, they don't they don't age, they don't lose their value, they don't and what in life doesn't do that? I predict Ireland if it's not careful may become the divorced capital of Europe. Because the Irish will face something that is as notoriously difficult as marriage and as vulnerable as another human being, and nothing will please us. Nothing. We'll see through everything. This is the Ireland in which the church now must prove itself again. Hmm? This is the Ireland in which the the church must now face. And it's not a country of happy little leprechauns, let me tell you. You have a look at Irish history. Leprechauns, by the way, aren't particularly nice mythical characters. There's a darkness in Ireland, and there always was. It's a place where there's been a lot of killing in history. We know from the legends, and I've said in another episode, do not mess with the legends. Have respect. Whether you're a Christian or non-believer, have respect for the legends. The monks wrote them down carefully and passed them on. Even though they thought maybe that they were a load of pagan nonsense, they were careful to write them down. Don't mess with them. We can learn from them. It was a killing place. It was a place where only blood would please the gods. It was a place, it is a place repeatedly of blood. Joyce has that marvellous line at the end of the short story the dead about the dark mutinous Shannon waves. That's Ireland. Dark mutinous stare. When I was teaching, the only students I noticed who were ever, ever even remotely like the Irish in that respect were, and I know you're going to say, oh here we go, you know, more fantasizing about, you know, who we're related to in Europe. But honest to God, The only international students I saw that were just like us were the Spanish. The Spanish will stare you down. There's tough nails. But they have a ten. It always looks better if you have a ten. We have to prove ourselves again. And Ireland is going to scrape us until the blood runs. She will. Now, I'm going to say straight to you here, if you're an Irish Catholic, I'm going to give you a way out, okay? I'm going to give you a way out. Because, listen to me carefully, okay? I know I mess, but I'm not messing here. We have betrayed you. The priesthood is the leadership of the church. And we have betrayed you. And I say we Because when I was ordained I basked in the unerrant glory That came to me Earned in the past By faithful priests So now that we have something else Poured all over our heads A much more uh, Shall I put it A a much gamier scent I have to stand and take it I took the good times Now the bill comes I'm saying to you if you're an Irish Catholic I don't want to hear from you oh we're on our own we're isolated it's so hard to be a Catholic in Ireland well then go somewhere else you poor little teddy bear before you get your fur wet in the mist go somewhere else listen to me I'll tell you rather than have you wreck my head and wear me out okay right I'll pay your fare if you just Toodle off And no I wasn't going to say toodle Okay but the, the producers will cut me If I say anything else Okay Because the priest has to talk nice Apparently And I don't talk nice So I must be real Why don't you just go This is, this is going to be cat uh, Cat is an Irish word for bad There are grades of cat There's cat And then there's cat melodion Catmologian is really cat. I mean, it's catissima. Uh, No, it's catiar in Latin. Okay, it's more cat than cat. It's going to be worse. It's going to be catmalu. It's going to be absolutely awful. It's cat since the dog died. Okay, it is going to be awful. Because these are our own people and nobody can hurt you like your own. Eh? 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 Uh, Nobody can hurt you. That's why the divorce courts are like a horror show Guy I know He gave up family law And went into criminal law Because he said at least he could sleep at night <laughs> Family law Was actually causing him depression You see people know each other too well And they Find the nerve endings This is going to be This is going to be hard So I would suggest, right, I would suggest that we get together. You know, in the old days, they used to have the coffin ships, which were leaky owl, they were leaky owl boats, like, you know, and and sometimes they'd sink, hence coffin ship, when the Irish immigrants left the country in droves after the famine. I'm suggesting that uh, any Catholic listening who has a load of money should should pool it with us, and we don't have any, but I just said pool it because we have to have a bit of self-respect. And we should set up a fund which we will call, how would you put it, Quisling Tours. How about that? After Quisling, the great Norwegian traitor. And we will send you on, to quote Angelica Houston and Princey's honour, why don't you go on one of them cruises, honey? <laughs> you know? You just go on one of them cruises. Right? You just go. Okay, and we'll stay here in the rain. We'll stay here while the country scrapes us until the blood runs. Because we have to prove Christ to this people all over again. You listening? This moment is patrician. We're back to Patrick. Right? So if you thought we were back to to Cromwell, okay, oh, that's peanuts. I mean, that was Disneyland. We're back to Patrick. And you're back to facing a crowd of painted uh, Irish warriors who are planning to sacrifice you to pass the evening because there's nothing on the telly. We will be scraped until the blood runs. So... This is what I'm saying, okay? Go around the country for sport, but this is what I'm saying. If you're not up for this, you could still be a great Catholic. Go. You go. Leave us with a rosary bead, a bottle of 12-year-old whiskey, and a working machine gun, and we'll hold off the enemy long enough for you. I've watched loads of war films. We'll hold them off long enough for you to get on the boat. Remember us as we were, okay? You just go. If there's anyone left after this, this is going to be interesting. I hope you're up for it. Because the blood will run. And no, I'm not threatening civil war, so don't report me to the guards. God save Ireland. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen.